Uh, I'm going to pour some more coffee. Uh, right, you ready? Go get another. You said you were going to go. Uh, another coffee. No, it's, it's right there. <laughs> Hold on, boys. Chopper. Go. <laughs> Consider that a divorce. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools. <laughs> A podcast for the, the recalcitrant runner-up. Nice. Did it. Happy with that one? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. that? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, gentlemen, how is everyone? Uh, what has everyone been up to? Brad. <laughs> so I'm always on the edge of my seat to figure out which one gets picked first. Um, right. So it hasn't been too long since we recorded last, but uh spent the week kind of prepping and getting uh getting caught up i guess is the biggest thing i uh had a few things to oh my god it is too early for this and i haven't had enough coffee i'm sorry fellas <laughs> so i've been playing catch up i had some patreon stuff to deal with and some uh some of my shop thing things to get caught up on i made a few new pendants last weekend after we recorded Nice. And I'm trying to just practice and get a little bit better at the the jewelry stuff. And I uh, concepted a little bit to figure out some some other ideas for the future uh, in terms of cool forms or or different possible accessories or wearables. So that was fun. And then spent the whole week kind of uh, getting the shop back in order and prepping because I'm going to leave town for a couple of days to go see the family. So Jess heads back home. I get dropped off at my mom's mm-hmm. and hang out there for a little bit and then I will be back. So it's just been kind of like cleaning and doing normal shop tasks because I'm, I'm leaving. I'm going to go see my mom. That's it. Nice. Simples. <laughs> Very simples. Thanks for joining in, Steve. Al, what have you been up to? <laughs> um, in true zombie apocalypse weapon challenge, uh, I pulled a, an all nighter this week to get to get it out on um, for the deadline date. Uh, not realizing that Rory had extended the deadline date, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's good anyway because um, I'm actually away this weekend. I'm going to a, a family bonfire, which is again another tradition we do every You're year. Going to be burning family, yeah. yeah. There's too there's too many of them. Okay. Fucking calling off. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm heading up to Cumbria um, so, as soon as we finish recording. That should be nice. But yeah, um, got the zombie weapon out. It's been a, a rather large project. Um, the, yeah. <laughs> the fact that I had to build a, a forge first before I could start the project uh, <laughs> kind of made it a two-in-one. But again, it was like the little things that probably... I, I know we talk about it a lot, but people probably don't even notice, but like a lot of props involved in the in the video as well, just those little touches like making a pair of trainers <laughs> for the two seconds that they're on the screen. But it's like, it's something I've always wanted to do. And it, to me, it like really kind of played a part in the, the story, but um, yes. yeah, super happy with how it turned out. It's a fucking beast. A um, lot of forging went into this one. I think with the last couple I've kind of, you know, just ticked the box of yeah. is one thing on it forged. Yes. And the rest is all mechanical, but this one was, you know, fully metal, fully heated, fully beaten. Um, a lot of a lot of hammer work went into it, but yeah, I just need to find somewhere to put it now because it's fucking massive. <laughs> you, need, you need to have like clear off your mantelpiece and put it on there. Although, you well, I've got I've got the I've got the blade sword on top of the fire that you gave oh, me. Oh shit! Yeah, I forgot um, I gave you that. Yeah, yeah. I so feel like, how is it not mounted to the front of the road slayer right now? Oh my god! Because it just oh, the one you know you get too close to somebody, they try and back into you. And you just... <laughs> <laughs> that's a good show that's fucking like brilliant yeah or maybe on the front of the bike oh there you go <laughs> what like a push bike yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's got this image of you cycling up behind another cyclist and then just <laughs> popping the tires yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, vegan, vegan Mad Max. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Cool. Um, yeah. Steve, what have you been up to? Uh, uh, we are in full swing, literally full swing for um, Blacksmith. Yeah, we go see. Blacksmith can be funny too. Uh, (laughs) Oh, wait, there's a hammer swing. (laughs) There we go. Um, Yeah, uh, we are in full swing for prepping for Bath Christmas Markets, um, Ah. which, as Joe pointed out, is basically making six months stock in three weeks. Um, which is super fun. Um, maybe we should have started six months ago. Uh, maybe we should have done, but we didn't. We were too busy out having fun, going to festivals, and dicking about. Uh, but yeah, um, so things are a little bit stressful at work. At the moment, but it's kind of early starts, late finishes. Um, I think so far this week I've been back home before 7 p.m. once, which I realize is still earlier than I'll ever get home. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm a lot lazier than Al is, so yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's just been lots and lots of that. Uh, also trying to sort the house out a little bit because it's kind of over the summer where we've been. Um, so busy we've just kind of let things slide and there's still some bits that need doing um like decoration wise and just general tidying and getting rid of crap um i've still got to get rid of the seven spare pcs that i've got (laughs) um and uh yeah so basically just constantly on the go at the moment and no time for anything which is why i've not had chance to do anything for the zombie challenge yet yes there's still time yeah well, it's the uh, the deadline is the fourth. Oh Monday. well, Monday. Yeah, ah, balls. I thought it was Wednesday. Uh, it's the so yeah. <laughs> um, is it? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I basically I've got um, I've got a bit of time in the workshop today that I'm working on my brother's Christmas present from last year, uh, <laughs> and um, hopefully I'm going to be able to just knock out something with a point on the end or something like that, that I can at least enter so that like a, just the gesture of like, oh, I'm entering as well. Sort of thing. Pumpkin cage, pumpkin cage. Just I, I, I have not got time to make a pumpkin cage. Just out of uh, round stock. <laughs> Bend what? it, weld it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I suppose, yeah, you could do two bars just before. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to do uh, something with that quite possibly with my nephew who's been messaging me the entire time we've been trying to record uh asking what i'm up to today because he's been either he's been in america or i've been in america for the whole of summer uh so uh, i haven't seen him in ages and he wants to come play in the workshop um so i'm gonna basically just make him come and swing a hammer for me for a few hours and then won't see him again for six months uh but yeah that's what i have been up to uh and then some kind of segue into a topic. Yeah. Hooray! Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Um, I realised afterwards that there was a way that I could have done it, but yeah. Um, yeah, we are going to talk about uh, The Voice, the TV show <laughs> with... Uh, is it Simon Cowell? I don't know. No. One, one of those TV shows where people sing... X Factor. <laughs> what, with Simon Cowell? I Who's on the voice there? Pop Idol. Pop? <laughs> on the voice, they have buttons. Don't, wait, right? don't, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Isn't, no, isn't the voice <laughs> the one where they have chairs? Oh, or, is it, or is it the one where they, there's an ice rink? Which one's that? <laughs> there's an ice rink? Isn't that? <laughs> this is the one where they have Reptar, <laughs> Reptar on ice. <laughs> uh, right. Seriously, in America, do you actually like? Because on uh, TV, you always get TV shows that they're like, "Oh, we're going to go see Sesame Street on ice." Is that actually a thing, or is that just something that they make up for TV? You can put anything. You can put anything on ice in America. You can put anything on ice. You just strap skates to it, and there you go. You got Rocco's Modern Life ice. Have you seen the the new one that's on Netflix? The new Rocco. No. Yeah, there's like a forty-five minute. Rocco's. I love the fact that Al's just gone completely serious now. 
uh, yeah, there's a, like a 45 minute uh, Rocco's Modern Life episode on Netflix. Turn the page and then you wash your hands. (laughs) Filbert was the best character in the show. All right, what is our topic again? We kind of we're getting derailed Uh, here. So I've been watching a lot of uh, House. The Voice. No, Uh, House MD, and I still think that Wilson is the best character. Okay, but to share that, (laughs) thank you. Are you thinking of Home Improvement? No. Although he was a very good character as well. Um, yeah, so voice. Uh, finding your voice and what our message is. Um, Jesus Christ. We're, a killer, we're a killer theme. <laughs> well, you fucking, you came up with it. You explain it. Yes. So um, about finding your voice. So obviously we have a certain tone of voice on this show. Uh, and I think with our separate channels and, and kind of maker endeavors as well, we all have a, a way that we want to get our message across, whether it's through humor, whether it's through teaching, whether it's through storytelling. Um, and I think it's, it's interesting when people kind of start to join in and start to find their footing, they want to find their voice as well. So how do they talk to people? You know, is it all visual? Um, do you start conversations, you know, like, you know, a lot of people starting their own podcasts as well. Um, you know, there's, there's more popping up every day. They've all got something different to talk about. Um, I think there was this idea that, you know, oh, you've heard one make a podcast, you've heard them all. It's like, no, because we're not just talking about what's on the bench and the fact that we're all talking about things that are important to us, things that inspire us. Um, you know, what is this What is this conversation? What What is your voice? So just wanted to talk about, you know, the message we want to get across, how we do it, um, and finding your voice, basically. Yeah. yeah. In a very so, busy, loud world. A very you know. busy, very loud world. Um so that like I've got a a question on that then because uh, one of the things you said about is like with each podcast having their own um, their own voice and their own sort of uh, like what they're trying to put out there hmm. and I'm interested in especially seeing as you were on um, that fucking shitty one the other day um, I'm interested to to know what your opinion is of what the voice of or what like the overarching theme of this podcast is because i'm pretty sure we've all got like a similar idea but with different <laughs> tweaks i didn't think it was that at all <laughs> <laughs> um yeah brett go <laughs> what I had a completely different example. I don't know how to answer Steve's question. <laughs> it's, just, it's a question. Just answer it. Okay, neat. So you, uh, what you do is you go, great question, Steve, and then just talk about what you were going to talk about. Oh, yeah. that's right. So this is where I, I put my – I cross my leg over the other one, and I'm sitting in a very comfortable chair. Right, Steve. So I appreciate your question. Um, I think our voice for this podcast has been for a very long time now um, – a more genericized way of talking about making and it becomes a discussion about the uh, uh, more umbrella terms or kind of catch-alls or a bigger way of thinking about things in terms of like outside of your workbench, like Al was saying, what's on the workbench, you know, I think here we have a tendency to kind of extrapolate outwards and, you know, it's it's not just the thing that you're making or our favorite little quote from Serenity. It's not an, it's it's an object. It's not an object. It's not what you think. Whatever. What? I got that wrong. <laughs> my God, my brain is so shot this I, morning. I, I'm sorry, okay. guys. I'm, I'm going to pass that question over to Al because uh, Brett can't talk anymore. All right. Easy, easy, <laughs> easy. It's very. It's, it's everything's so loud. We haven't all had a liter of coffee. <laughs> I know it's just starting to kick in. No, it's going to be an so, episode. Let me let me just try and wrap up what I was saying. I I like that since the beginning we've had a a healthy discussion on everything that goes into our personalities behind the videos and how to develop as makers, but not specifically talking about tools, even though we are called fools of tools. Um, <laughs> it's a distraction. We've, I like that we've always been more about the idea of what of what this making thing is or how we feed into the community a little bit. You know, how 
how do the three of us in these dumb conversations try and get something poignant across while listening to Steve curse constantly and Al being Al. That's not really the best answer, but it's what I got right now. That was definitely some words. It, it was a lot of word. Fills with word. Yeah. Al, how about you? Uh, how about you actually feel that and make that a concise answer? So uh, for me, it's kind of changed. I think um, when we first, well, certainly when I first started, it was very much about sort of was quite maker oriented. And we were talking yeah. about making things and, you know, finding our feet and, and, you know, getting excited about learning stuff and what we were doing. And then very much with this undertone of kind of dicking around and, um, <laughs> you know, having a laugh. But then as as kind of the, the audience slightly grew, people started kind of reaching out to us and saying that actually these, these sort of conversations, even though they were, you know, just really open, honest, you know, sense of humor, just talking about stuff, chatting in a pub kind of tone. Yeah. Um, people start to really appreciate that and actually feel like they were involved in it because it was it was a very kind of just like flattened room, you know, no sense of we're not telling anyone what to do. We're not explaining anything or, yeah. you know, giving instructions or anything like that. It's just very much conversational. Um, and I started, I started to realize that, like, having a voice, no matter how simple it is, can really help and make a difference. And then we, we started getting messages about people saying how it really helped. Like, what yeah. do you mean? Just listening to us three just ramble on, talk bollocks is helping you. Um, and then realizing that you could you could talk about important things. You could talk about, um, you know, things beyond just hobbies, you know, yeah. talk about social issues, yeah. talk about things in the community, talk about mental health. You know, it's really important, um, you know, more so than ever. You know, I, I'm realizing that now with 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 things going on in my life and um, it's having having that simple way into a conversation yeah. it's like you know my, my way of breaking the ice in a room is always like tell a joke or make fit even with total strangers or like super like professional situations at work yeah i'll just crack a joke to, just to kind of like test the water and like you know is this going to go the way i want it to because if you haven't got a sense of humor i don't want to have this conversation yeah right. and i don't even i don't even want a relationship with you because nothing is that serious yeah. even things that are you know cause pain and um, affect lives, you can still approach in a human way. Yeah. So this this tone of voice that we've got on this show, I think, is a really good balance of fucking around, but having some undertone of intent. <laughs> yeah, it's not there just fart, it's not just fart jokes. Um, no one's made I, a fart joke on this. <laughs> we've made fart noises, but then, ah, right. um, but but they're not going too far, and not taking ourselves too seriously. Do you know what yeah. I mean? We 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 aren't changing the world by a fucking long shot. But yeah. we're giving we're giving that little bit of um, escapism and irreverence that yeah. sometimes sometimes you need because everything's super serious, everything's super like outraged and furious and you know dramatic and boiled and so, so much fucking hyperbola that you just need this this sense yeah. of escapism. I think, and I think that is the tone of our voice. But you know, yeah. I, it, uh... it's changing. I think it changes week on week. Yeah, and and that's kind of one of the things that I was sort of getting at is the fact that it's really interesting hearing what you guys say about it, considering uh, the... Yeah, it's your show. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, considering the original idea that um, that we had when we, like, first set it up, when, when Rob was... Um... I, th- I think the first episode I came on with Rob, and we, we talked about spoons for about 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was lovely. Yeah. And, and it was yeah. really, you know, just simple stuff. Yeah. But what what makes me laugh is um, like obviously not many people uh, other than myself um, know Rob other than like the few episodes that he was on at, at the beginning, and um, and he is very much not uh, a particularly serious person. Like he would have he would have loved this what it's become, and yeah. and I kind of feel like even if uh, even if Rob had stayed on, and you know and it carried on with uh, either just the two of us or with um, four of us or whatever. Like it still would have gone down the same sort of route. Um, and- God, now I want to have Rob on. I think we should get, <laughs> definitely get Rob on. Yeah. Cause I think as well, his, his hesitance to continue was this kind of um, 
this imposter syndrome that we all that yeah. we all have. Yeah, of like, oh, I'm not really a maker. I don't, I don't think I belong in this conversation because I only, you know, I only do it as a hobby, and I've got, you know, I've got a real yeah. job. And it's like, well, <laughs> you know, if, if five ten episodes later we weren't talking about making our tools at all. Yeah. <laughs> Funnily enough, I was actually going to suggest that uh, later this week because. Uh, Rob's like he started up his Burt's Woodshack stuff again and oh, nice. getting back into it and it would be really nice to have him back on and and just talk about like where this where this thing's gone but I mean <laughs> I think that's one of the things what have like, you done <laughs> <laughs> um but like it, it does kind of feel like like you said it, it's like a conversation in a pub it's it's non-structured it's mm. it's got a very loose structure to it um but that's just kind of the framework that we build the show on and i think that's what works well about it um i mean there's other shows out there that do a similar sort of thing and i've noticed with um with some shows they've kind of gone away from the serious structure a bit more now and they're a bit more um free-flowing and i think it it helps and i think that that's what a lot of people kind of want to listen to um i think i think that you know if you listen to something like maybe podcast like they they do oscillate a lot from like yeah. really kind of really hard hitting yeah. topical episodes where you're like, fucking hell, you know, I, ge- genuinely like, I know we joke about those guys, but that show has fundamentally changed my life yeah, um, for the better. Um, but then the next episode, they'll just be completely fucking around and it, it is yeah. fat. It is fat and boob jokes. Yeah. Um, and, but I think they've got the balance right. But then like, so I, I've been on the show and, and, it was almost quite intimidating because I felt that like the things I said had to be, had to have gravitas. Yeah. Um, and I was like, Oh, I better be careful because you know, Mike usually says really profound things and Joel usually says things which really matter. And Izzy usually comes out with these like great kind of, you know, outlooks on life and, and this yeah. wisdom thing. And I'm, and I'm sitting there going like, I just want to make funny noises. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. Well, how does that, how does that feed into Steve? I want to let you finish, but I'm interested in hearing more about your specific channels in that capacity. Mm. So Steve, go ahead and finish, but can you field your voice and, and kind of what uh, Al was getting at with the other podcasts with specifically to your channel or your brand? What? <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I, what? I would like to know how you feel about your voice in terms of your specific channel or your brand right. okay, where cool. you have to go, well, I'm a blacksmith. I have to show yeah. proper blacksmithing techniques and everything. Or do you get to make a giant badger blade and smash pumpkins? Like, Right. I'm with you. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. You kind of confused me because that's basically what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm easily confused. It's early in the morning. I go. I'll, I'll just go wait in the car. I'll just go wait in the car. But uh, but before I go go on to that, I just wanted to quickly touch back on what uh, I was saying earlier on about um, the. I, I think like you talking about uh, maybe and and the impact it had on you. Um, it's it's really interesting to hear the impact that we've had on other people. Like when we were at uh, Makers Camp, I had someone whose name I can't remember. Um, yeah, but that much of a fucking impact. <laughs> come up. And he was saying, like, what a huge impact we'd had on on him and on, uh, like, the way he works and everything else. And then was telling me about how his daughter listens to the show. Uh, Bill. In, yeah. So his daughter gave me this. Yes, Bill. Yeah, Bill yeah. Bill's daughter got the broom. She got Ah, yes, yes. Ah, um, yeah, and like the the impact that uh, we'd had on him, and the fact that you know she listened to the show and she loved it, she thought it was great, which instantly made me feel terrible because I was like, oh god, we've Brett so much. <laughs> Brett said the C bomb last week. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's the thing is like you saying that about um, about feeling like you need to have um, gravitas to what you're saying when you're on uh, the maybe stuff is is interesting because always after getting told something like that by someone it always instantly makes me think oh shit people actually listen to this i need to think about what i'm saying but i think some of the best shows we've done are when we're not thinking about what we're saying when we're just riffing and enjoying it and we forget that we're actually recording a podcast um i think that's a that's a really really fucking good point steve like if you're deliberately trying to get a message across that's when it doesn't work yeah, when, when you're just talking about it and it comes out, that's and you don't you don't even realize it. 
And then someone sends you a message going, fucking hell, that thing you said, I was like, what? Yeah, I don't oh, really yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah really, really good shout. Yeah, because that's the thing, is the amount of times that people have said, like, oh, that thing you said was really good. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, no, I didn't really mean that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I but, meant a literal ladder. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I mean, it, and to to your point, Brett, about uh, how that feeds into our channels and that, I think it's, like, our, especially our YouTube channels all represent um, our personalities on the show quite well uh, because they're all a bit like yes we make some occasionally make some nice things but normally they're tinged with humor and and poking fun mostly at ourselves um and occasionally other people and i think that's uh that's a really nice thing to do but it's it's interesting because when i first started um or when when me and rob first started the show we like the idea was that we were going to be not overly serious we were still going to be quite fun but we wanted to, to you know, like you said, we wanted to talk about um, making and stuff and we wanted to take it seriously. Um, and the same kind of thing happened when I first started the Instagram. Um, and, you know, I was quite conscious of how I wanted to to structure it, how what I wanted to put on it and how I wanted to curate it. Yeah. Um, and that's changed a bit. Like, And especially now with uh, stories on Instagram, I'm much happier to put random dumb stupid stuff on the stories mm-hmm. but i think that has it sounds trivial but i think that has made a huge difference the stories thing because yeah looking at your feed it you know it could be quite a serious you know i'm a i'm a professional blacksmith these are the things i like here's yeah. the here's the craft and the art and i'm celebrating it yeah yeah all of a sudden in the stories you're having these conversations and telling jokes and yeah you know, bringing people in and it's much more inclusive so i know it sounds like a really you know social media bullshit but it allows you to have flex in your voice yeah, exactly. And that's that's what I really like. And I think that's that's a really important thing in general is to be able to have that that flex, be, yeah. you know, have that room to breathe and not I'm all for standing by your opinions, but being able to admit that you know, you can you you can joke around. You don't have to be serious all the time or if you do joke around a lot, you can be serious. Like it's yeah, yeah. it it's realizing that people aren't single dimensional and have a bit of uh, a bit more going on sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to jump in next just because uh, I didn't really mention it at the beginning of the episode, but uh, since we recorded last, the video on Ben's channel went up, the pizza oven build. And, you know, I talked to Jess about it, like, oh, I wonder what people are going to think about this. And she's like, well, the thing is, you don't have to read the comments. It's on Ben's channel, you know, if you really yeah. don't want to. And, you know, whatever glutton for punishment that I am slash, <laughs> you know, I wanted to see it do well or I wanted to yeah. be able to to know that Ben putting it on his channel was like a really beneficial thing. So it was my voice. <laughs> ben, <laughs> yeah. So it was my voice on a different platform, right, yeah. or on, on a different soapbox. And the, the stuff that's come out of it in the comment section <laughs> is you know, it's so polarizing. There are people yeah, yeah. that have said such nice things and I feel really good about what I put out there and this voice that I have that's now on somebody else's channel yeah. to the opposite end of the spectrum when people are just like, no, 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 no. I don't I want, want to see but... simple things in a white room with <laughs> a voiceover <laughs> that's explaining what, what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm one of the, the latest ones is like stupid music. Period. No narration. <laughs> period. Stupid music. Stupid no narration. Project. The Super whole thing. Music. It's fucking. It is narration. The whole fucking yeah. video is self-narrating. You don't need to fucking voiceover. Well, yeah. Somebody was like, "Cool project," but you didn't tell me how to make it. So Do you don't have eyes. It, it's it's different, you know. It's, <laughs> but that's the, my favorite thing about that video is that you didn't fucking change your tone of voice because you're yeah. on a channel. You know, you maybe a couple of tweaks you made to be like respectful and and a bit more open, but you didn't turn it into a Ben video. Yeah, right. Well, he he was the one I asked him. I asked, you know, in an early conversation, it was like, should I make a Ben video? I could totally do that. Yeah, you know, and make it a bit more of a chameleon situation, and even have a little bit of fun with it. You know, I told him I was like, yeah. oh, I can come on and like wear. I would a love to see a video like of you pretending to be Ben. 
It wouldn't go very well because I'm not so good at the words if no one's picked up on that this morning. Um, but it, it's it's intriguing to me. Like reading the comments is intriguing more than anything because I I knew that going in. Like this is going to be very different for Ben's channel, but this is the voice that I've developed and I'm quite comfortable with this and I'm I'm happy with how my videos have been going for the last, I don't know, say six months. And to be able to have completely random commenters or people that have never seen anything that I've produced before just either destroy it and tell <laughs> Ben that they hate everything about what just happened. <laughs> or, you know, there's some followers that clearly uh, uh, checked in and there's people that are subscribers of mine or, you know, we, we share a similar follower or something. Like that, and they've said like the nicest things. So it's like, yeah. oh, these people not only took the time to watch this, but I guarantee a few of them had never watched a Ben video before or yeah, never yeah, checked yeah. on his channel because they, they may not do the DIY thing. And I like knowing that the voice is maybe breaking through a little bit of the, of the distracted typical YouTube watcher, even if it makes them upset, it's like, good. Now you yeah, know what yeah, you yeah, like. Yeah. Like if yeah. I can take that from a positive, it's, they are able to comment on that and tell Ben like, Hey, don't I get do it, but don't do that again. <laughs> I like your stuff. If anything, if you got to take a positive out of it, it's like Ben. Like people really like your tone of voice, and yeah, yeah, it's it's good for him to know that, or maybe it's a bit of a reinstilling of that. Whether or not they liked my video is kind of besides the point, but their comment speaks for itself. I so yeah, I'm just quickly looking at the uh, comments at the moment. Um, just for anyone that doesn't know, Ben's channel is homemade modern. Homemade modern. Um, and you can see Brett's video there. Um, some of the comments don't, don't read any, don't don't read any of the comments on his latest video. <laughs> Wait, it's, which one? The, the even the, more recent, the, the copper pipe. Yes. Video. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but some yeah, of the comments on here are fucking hilarious. <laughs> what on on the pizza oven video? Yeah, um, including one person that said, "Definitely want to see a real pizza oven now." Like, yeah, that's my what? favorite. Or that's one of the favorites. The pedophilia one was too much. It's like I didn't. We're already see going there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, that's, it's pretty that's, bad. That's one of the other things is what you've got to remember nowadays is the fact that because of the internet and everyone has a voice. Literally, everyone has a voice. And by putting stuff out there and and doing content creation, you're opening yourself up to hear those voices, whether you want them or not, um, and to hear those opinions. And I think. It's a really interesting um, point, the fact that, like you say, Brett, you can you can listen to those uh, voices and opinions and see a negative and like, oh, God, I made a, a terrible video because some idiot on the Internet didn't like it. Or you can look at it, like you say, in a positive way and go, oh, people really like the way that Ben's videos are, so he should do more of that sort of thing. Um, and I think it, it's not just with... Uh, the YouTube stuff, you can get the same thing on Instagram, on Facebook and all sorts. I mean, I know we uh, we don't like um, giving too much praise to him, but the way that Honor deals with uh, oh, God. comments is both hilarious and terrifying. Um, like his, uh, some of the replies, you just kind of look at it and go, you, you could have just literally said nothing or you... <laughs> And the thing is, is some some of the comments he gets really shitty with them and like starts. Oh yeah, everything. I'm like that 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 guy literally just said that it was a nice video, but you know, asked a question or something like that. It's like maybe you you need to think about how you're reading those things. And because I can't remember who the fuck it was, um, but I remember a little while back someone saying that uh, it might have actually been Tim Sway reading every comment in a positive way, even when it's quite obviously meant as a negative and replying it, re replying to it as if it was a positive comment and seeing the, the difference you get. And it's true because if someone's just saying it to be an asshole, then chances are, if you reply in a positive way, they're just not going to come back. If they're saying it and you know, they're, they're actually making a, a valid point or asking a genuine question, then you know, they're, are you still reading comments? <laughs> 
<laughs> this video was cool. It reminds me of bad porn. <laughs> I feel like that's a mission, that's a mission accomplished situation. Yeah, that's great. Um, but yeah, like so, and and that's the thing is, it you can you can also decide because when you're putting stuff out like this, it's obviously with um, with a podcast. It's as we said earlier, like you you get in the flow and you don't necessarily think about what you're saying, but when you're putting out edited content, so you're putting out a, a video or you've got an Instagram post where you're, um, you know, you, you spend more than three seconds working on the text that goes with it. You have the opportunity to be able to think about the voice that you're putting out there mm-hmm. and you can decide whether you're putting something out that's going to be um, complaining, miserable and uh, aggressive or you can decide to actually go, you know what? I'm going to put something out there that's happy and fun and full of <laughs> unicorns and fluff. Yeah. You know, what this makes me think of, though, have you ever been invited to to like a fancy dress party or anything like that? And you're friends with the person that invited you, but maybe not anybody else <laughs> because you know the venue and you know the majority of people that they hang out with. So you end up showing up. And you're like, oh, my God, these people are going to hate me. Like, I don't think my suit is nice enough, whatever it is. And you have you have kind of a couple of different uh, approaches that you can take, which is either be on the defense because you're you're ready for all these people to totally overanalyze you and, and treat you like an outsider. Or you walk in going, I was invited here. I will own this. And these people will either continue not liking me or I will change a few of their uh opinions about me or about this new person yeah and so it kind of felt like that with the video especially after i read through a few of the comments it's like oh man this is like walking into a room full of strangers and just going hey guys and then immediately having 10 people go fuck you (laughs) that contrast between you and ben is a great example because you know ben's show is very matter of fact it's very objective it's you know here's so even people commenting like you didn't tell me how to make it because they're so used to Ben going, you know, through the motions, telling you what he's doing really calmly. You know, his tone of voice is really kind of, you know, soothing and, oh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, accessible. Whereas suddenly, you know, if you've got in-jokes in there and, and refer- you know, like obscure references, I know Indiana Jones isn't exactly obscure, but you know, it's probably <laughs> in my generation of people that haven't even seen Indiana Jones. Right. Um, but you're, you're putting, you're making people work for stuff, which for me is, you know, 90% of the appeal of what you do is that tone of voice is intriguing. It is interesting. It does make you, you have to fucking up your game to watch one of your videos. Whereas Ben's video, anyone can watch. That's, that's the whole point of his success. You know, it's the most accessible form of making in the simplest way. Mm. And his tone of voice absolutely reflects that. So I wouldn't take anything to heart because you, you know, it's a different audience. The fact that you can convert some of them is fantastic. And the fact that there's yeah. no overlap is fantastic. But yeah. his, his well, million subscribers are not going to be your million subscribers. <laughs> right. The the most, um, I think the most knockdown comment is just, it would be better as just a how-to video. Yeah. That was one that I saw. <laughs> and it was just like, okay. I mean, end of the day, I, I get that we've we've developed what a how-to video is. Yeah. Or, or everybody has this sense of what a how-to video is, right? It's literally going through the steps, maybe text on screen or narration. And that's not really what any of us do. I mean, Al, Al, some of your videos have, have <laughs> there's not a single how to in any of them. I know, but they have this, they have this hilarious tone where you're kind of poking fun at the how to video, because even with the, the knife, you know, when you were cutting through the sausage and then you were, I don't know, the entire video had this uh, tone of, all right, so here's how we're going to do this, right? The knife doesn't do that. So the first thing we have to do is get rid of the aubergine uh, tainting and all of this thing. So it kind of has this tone of a how-to, but it is so clearly not. Yeah. Where I love it. I love, I love the idea that <laughs> you're making me feel like for a moment that this is going to be a how-to, but it is so against all of the how-to uh, tropes. But then yeah. one, one, once in like a hundred times, I will actually throw something in that is a deliberate like... Right, so you keep me engaged because I want to yeah. know what's true or what's not yeah. or or what's, you know, making a little joke. But there's always something poignant in there. So taking it back to the podcast in general, that's, 
that tone or that uh, trade-off of always having a bit of fun, trying to keep you engaged, but that poignant, that poignant moment where something good comes out of it. I know you already kind of uh, mentioned this earlier, Al, but I want to be able to do that on my own channel. And if I'm, if I'm meant to take my voice elsewhere or if there are opportunities for me to go and uh, do like the Haikoki thing, obviously yeah, with yeah. Laura, right? Yeah. Everybody had their tone and everybody had their voice, but it was well, all was great. The- but but oh, also, no, yeah, no, nobody was, nobody was expecting 10 Laura videos. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So it's, 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 that, it's that management of expectations. You know, people, what people turn on Ben's channel, they expect a Ben video. Yeah. So that, that's why there's going to be polarization. But I think, I think the 10 makers is a fucking great example of that because it was 10 totally different personalities, you know, yeah. Yenny, you know, compared to like <laughs> to, to yours, Brett or to mine, it's like, you know, worlds apart, even Seb's, yeah. you know, I know Seb sometimes has like a bit of fun with um, sound effects and stuff, but it's very kind of, Seb's is almost like an unnarrated how to. Yeah. And, and he's done that deliberately because of the language barrier. Yeah. So his, so his, his, his tone of voice is I'm going to f- f- uh, really clearly show you visually what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, your, your voice doesn't even have to be verbal, which I think is a really important thing is that you, you can, you can show people with words, with narration on screen, with the things you do, you know, Jimmy's it's with his hands. Yeah. You know, that's his tone of voice before you even like bring in a New York accent. He's, he's got a tone of voice through just his, the way he behaves and the way he makes things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And and that's the thing. And oh, fuck, fuck you, Chris Cash. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing man <laughs> oh such an ass um, but yeah like it's uh it's not just about um your actual uh voice like your sorry my webcam's just fallen down um your voice is so much more than just the words coming out of your mouth it's it's about your body language it's about how you represent yourself it's about the environment in which you're in i mean mm. like a perfect example. I think we all. We're all, we're all we're blah, 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 blah. It's not about your voice. We're all pretty good examples of how your environment can represent who you are and what you do. Um, like the Hack Shack is this self-built, disorganized, hey. chaotic environment that hey. works so fucking well for you. Anybody else going in there is just going to go, what the fuck? Where is it? Where, why is that on the floor? Why is that yeah, on the roof? Tried. Exactly. I tried. <laughs> like, hey, I uh, organized your room. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> and the ship shop is such a good representation of this, uh, of like the the online persona that Brett has created. It's, yeah. it's fucking perfect for that. And yeah, and just my, don't touch my, anything. Yeah, exactly. And my workshop is, it's great because it's all fucking all over the place it's a thousand years old it's got trees growing out of the wall and and all of this and it for for the the videos that i do it works brilliantly it's a yeah. really good environment to 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 work from and and i think that's the thing is people um don't always think about the the, the other factors yeah. i mean there's that whole statistic that's probably made up about 70 percent of uh what you say is body language not what you're saying but like or yeah. communication is body language but that's the thing it like there is so much more to uh to what you put out there that other than just like the obvious what you say and the pictures you post on instagram sort of thing there's <laughs> there's a lot more to it um and again like going back to the stories thing like those those stories add so much more to it i mean i i was talking to uh uh alex pole um about the fact that because he he doesn't really get stories he doesn't use stories he doesn't look at them and he was saying i don't really see the point i don't think anybody actually looks at us and i said i when i go on instagram nowadays i spend more time looking at the stories than i do at people's feed um because it's it's getting to engage with the people that i know and respect and i think it's i think it's the real version of people as well you know exactly yeah your feed is this like curated full of filters you know, I need to think about this particular post and write something that explains it just in case people don't get yeah. it. Whereas your stories, it's like, this is a snapshot of me right now in context. Mm. Yes, there'll be, there'll be staged stories and the people that take it a bit too seriously. But like, yeah. the fact that it's short-lived, 24 hours is gone. You know, it's yeah. nothing, nothing's precious. 
Yeah, exactly. And and let's like say you know you you get to see more interaction with other people. You get to see more um, more of that fun stuff, and it it's it's a much more real version. Um, and and I think with it, it's weird with social media because a lot of the people that I I know I only know through social media, like Joel, for example. Getting to meet him at Maker Camp was fucking brilliant. <laughs> Way too short lived um but and i like i really want I, I really wish i'd been able to spend more time with him and i'm really hoping that next time i'm out to, in the states i can go down and i can spend a couple of days at his place getting fed all kinds of delicious food um but i know joel mostly through uh what he puts on the internet um which i think joel's quite a good example of him just especially with the the podcast and everything else Joel's just Joel and that's that's what he puts out and it seems like that's what he puts out all the time um there are people I can think of where I've met them in real life and they've been almost nothing like the personality that they've presented um online um not not necessarily saying that you know it's better or worse or anything like that but it's there is very much a um an opportunity for people to put uh or, or to use a voice that they want to be um, thought of as themselves. So, you know, they can put out, I don't want to say a false voice or a false version of themselves, but a very edited version. Yeah. And I, that's one of, again, like that's one of the things I like about um, like the maker meetups and things like that. And getting to meet people in real life is the fact that you actually get to see the the true version of people. Um, like I, another great example is uh, Michael Alm. Um <laughs> I I've seen a couple of his videos. Um, I was never subscribed to him just because it didn't particularly look like anything that was um, overly interesting for me. Like it, it wasn't a craft that I was particularly uh, interested in um, or like I, the couple of build videos I saw, I was like, well, eh, they, they're good. They're well done, but yeah, there's only so much time I can spend on the internet and this isn't something that I'm going to be overly interested in. And then getting to meet him and getting to talk to him and getting to understand like how his brain works, what sort of things he's into, what's where his design inspiration comes from. <laughs> he's and I was like, I was like, holy fuck, this guy's awesome. I definitely want to see more of what he does. And and getting to see more than just that, um, more than just what's put online has made me go, yeah, actually, I, I've got a whole new appreciation for what he, he does put out there now. I got to see the Maker Monster shop. I know. Yeah. I'm so jealous. You want to talk about somebody's voice and what they're putting out to the internet? I get to set foot. <laughs> okay, bye. Um, it's Jake is such a great guy for not only you know letting us go into the shop and and peruse his wares, but uh, I got to see some of the stuff that he created. Uh, pre YouTube and all of these beautiful sculptures and yeah. uh, these little characters and creatures that he'd done. And unfortunately, you know, he was making them and trying to sell them and had his shop situation set up. But we, I got to learn more about Jake and how he's kind of gotten to where he is now and the choices that led him to that. And, um, one of one of the things that I'm not going to be able to say it verbatim, but he was basically telling me how the pre-YouTube, he was having to make things and then try and sell them, and it maybe wasn't necessarily going all that well. And then he got a good-paying job or a steady job, and now he makes YouTube videos after hours from this job, and he's like, that's perfect for me. Because before I was stressed out about making all these things and they weren't selling. And now I just, I have a job and I make fun videos on YouTube and get to do whatever the hell I want. I don't have to sell them. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, well that explains the voice a lot, which is just, you're here for fun. We're going to watch you build a thing by the end of it. It's like, okay, well that thing got created neat and it's super fun and really engaging the entire time, but he's not, there's no subtext going on that's like oh and i'll have chickens available for sale that have floopy arms you know on my website it just feels like i'm I'm able to 
enjoy watching this person or this monster work. Yeah. It's he's got good visuals and a and a good vibe about him, a good aesthetic, and it's it's so much fun to watch. And right. knowing having met him and seen the shop, it's not a persona. The yeah. mask might be, but I was no one before I put on the mask. <laughs> That's he's still just Jake. He's yeah. great. And it was it was brilliant. And I love that. And I mean I think everyone knows how much we all love uh Jake. But like, I think that's a, a really, really, really interesting point is the fact that when um, when people aren't trying to put out this uh, kind of fake persona, because the thing is, is like, like the, going back to the uh, example of, of Michael, like it wasn't a fake persona at well. It uh, wasn't a fake persona at all. It was just, it was the only aspect of his persona that I actually got to see. But I think when people put pressure on themselves to be like, I've got to be in a certain way. I've got to do a certain thing, which I think a lot of people when they're first starting out with YouTube, they think, Oh, I can't let my personality shine through. I've got to make sure that I just show the facts or I just do this or I've got to do whatever because they're worried that, you know, it's either the imposter syndrome or they're worried that people aren't going to take them seriously or whatever else it is. And, um, but then when, when someone's personality comes through, that's when videos get fucking brilliant. Like, yes. and and Jake's a, a brilliant example of that. Like, as soon as you see his personality come through on the videos, it's like, oh my god, I love this guy. Um, and and there's plenty of other people like that. Like, going back to Seb, like the fact that yeah, you know, he's he's not doing it through um, through the way that he talks or what he says, but the way he puts his videos together, the, the things that he makes, the fact that he uses music instead of tool noises like that aspect of his personality coming through is is great and makes his video so much more enjoyable um and like the the little video that or the the little bit he did with uh the redsmith throwing a belt or a bit of leather for a belt over the hedge and like that little interaction where you get to see a little bit more of his personality and a little bit more of his voice um like that just it made me feel warm and fuzzy inside you know it, it was it was fucking great did it feel? It did feel spiffing. People that we think that are spiffing. Cool. In which case, we're ready to go. Uh, Al, oh, do you have an order? Yeah, it's bizarre. Bizarre. <laughs> How which, bizarre. How which bizarre. means that Brett, you're first. Hooray! Bizarre. Oh. Uh, probably a re-spiff, right? This was early on. <laughs> uh, I would like to spiff on a gentleman that I got to have dinner with. Um, Jess and I drove out to Rhode Island and met up with John D. Harvey. And he is a brilliant, brilliant man. And I know he's very involved in the podcast. And, you know, everybody in this little crew knows who John is. But... We rarely have chatted outside of either events or podcastery. You know, we have some some chats going on behind the scenes, but it's all either driven around the... It's it's business time. Um, So actually being able to sit down and hear about what's going on in his life and some really cool potential changes that he might have coming up soon. And... um, No one else is around. Like, that's the biggest thing is getting individual time or or very very quiet time with somebody where i know i got on with john but being able to meet him just over over dinner mm-hmm. changes things and and i feel like raises the bar quite a bit in terms of what i know about him and his voice and what he's trying to put out there we had a lot of talks about uh like the products he's making and and either possible changes or production ideas, whatever it was going to be going forward. And so I get to hear the voice behind what I see on social media, right. Or the stuff that we interact with, just sending messages to each other over Facebook. It's, it was genuinely good to sit down with him and rap for a little bit. And John, I wish you good luck on the endeavors that you have ahead of you, but if you're not following John, you should be because he's a brilliant writer and has a great voice, but also makes really fantastic shit. 
Yes, he does. Um, yeah, and John John's a he's one of those people that like one of the first things I remember him saying was he didn't want to be defined by the things that he makes. Yes, um, and his voice is important to him, and he has such a a wonderful voice, both in the literal sense and in the uh, less literal sense. Um, and yeah, he is a wonderful human who <laughs> I love and respect quite a lot. <laughs> so, uh, what was it? Bizarre. So that's me next. Um, so speaking of people that I love and respect, uh, the guys from the modern forge, uh, have just released their first ever YouTube video. Uh, it was short and sweet. Um, funnily enough, we were talking about it in the workshop, uh, yesterday. It's actually really nice. It's really good. It's, um, possibly more of a kind of, uh, technical blacksmithing video rather than something for um, everyone, but it was still really enjoyable. Like it was really interesting for me to see. Um, there were some bits in it that I went, "Ooh, that's quite interesting. I might have to try that." Um, it was great seeing Cliff's face uh, on screen. It was even better seeing John just kind of <laughs> being in the background. Um, John. But yeah, I mean, uh, so I, I just want to give a shout out to the Modern Forge guys uh, and a thank you to uh, Jeff and Jesse, uh, who both talked about us a little bit on their um, podcasts. Um, so the Blacksmith Pub and the Knife Talk podcast, uh, they talked about both we as in the podcast and we as in Alex Paul Lyon work and, and everything else. Um, but yeah, the guys are super fucking super talented smiths um all in their own right uh and when they come together it's goddamn glorious <laughs> and the fact that they're now doing youtube stuff as well i'm really excited to see where this goes because they've got a lot of talent and a lot of skill there and a hell of a lot of knowledge um so i think it's it's probably going to be if you're interested at all in blacksmithing it's definitely going to be worth uh finding them on YouTube and giving them a quick sub because they are lovely gentlemen. So yeah, go check out the Modern Forge on YouTube and also on Instagram. Yes. Ow. Yes. Um, yeah. Talked about them at the start of the show, um, but talking about kind of finding your voice and having a voice and speaking out, albeit uh, a predominantly Irish voice, um, I think the guys over at the Make Your Own Way podcast, um, go and check them out. Uh, so Nate from Simply or Nate, um, Alan, uh, who's a wood turner, and Johnny, Johnny Allen, who uh, is a crafter of all things wonderful, uh, including <laughs> lovely skull-shaped objects. And, yeah. Uh, um, yes. Yeah, the great, great bunch of guys. Again, very different personalities, different voices, um, but works really well in a, in a, in a pissing around kind of podcasting <laughs> environments and very very similar to ours actually yeah. see a lot of parallels with with fuzzy tools um so yeah there, there, are, there are a few episodes deep now go check them out um great show great fun um and they have some good guests on as well so yeah. um a slightly different take than the 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 kind of the english uh theme of this podcast um with that little <laughs> more irish twinge but it's it, it really works um yeah yeah make make your own way podcast go check it out good shout i um yeah, I'm a little bit behind on uh, the stuff they've put out. I've only actually listened to like two of them. But, oh, come uh, on. I know. I, I, I'm behind on all my podcasts. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, those guys are lovely. And Nate is one of those people who, whenever I see him, I just want to cuddle him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes. And I also so, appreciate the fucking effort into the thumbnails as well. They do a thumbnail. Every yeah, there you yes, go. Yes, they do. Sign of a good podcast. <laughs> uh, yes. So, is there any other business? Uh, yeah, it's too late to do the zombie challenge, even with an extension. It's already Wednesday. Yeah, unfortunately. Sorry, everyone. Uh, but go check out Rory's channel so you can see who wins. Yeah. It's probably either going to be Bernie or Al. <sighs> uh, so, what do we got? Hold on. Uh, the next. What if, what if the Red ne- just drops like the, the fucking classic Red that he's been working on? Oh, of course. On. And, oh. Uh, By the I, way, I've I never win anything. 
<laughs> what is the the next big kind of group or community build situation? Fools with tools, treasure trade. Treasure trade. You have one month to finish your thing and send it off. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah, Go on, Steve. Starting the thing. Yeah. You guys I'm pretty sure this, I've got my idea. I just have to actually build it. <laughs> I haven't even got that far. I've got such a fucking great person for mine as well. So it's like, oh really? Yeah, it's got to live up to it. Brilliant. Not that everyone's not great, but you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. Uh, awesome. Yes. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, um, you the treasure trade. Yeah. As I say, yeah, the, the treasure trade is a thing set up by. Uh, I think the original idea was possibly from James, but Ellen put in a shitload of work last year and this year to make sure that everyone was... Did did Dirty Dan for his credit. Yes, yeah. Uh, Make sure everyone's nicely organised and sorted out. Um, It's a Secret Santa thing set up within the Fools with Tools group, which you can find on Facebook and join. You can also find us uh, on all of the usual social medias. You can find me at Moonshine Metaworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Uh, and yes, obviously, as a group, you can find us at www.fwtpodcast.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at fwtpodcast. And of course, you can find us, as previously mentioned, on Facebook in the Force of Tools group. Uh, that's it. That's it, isn't it? You said everything. It was a callback to aliens. What? I, 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 I couldn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. 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 No sequel for you. You're a disease and I'm the cure. I never win anything. <laughs>